So for me, Champagne and Pussy is the spirit with which I want to live my life. Sex, culture, spirituality, this is connection. This is connection to ourselves, our bodies, our lovers, our friends, our families, our communities, the earth, existence, God. This is everything. I've met so many incredible humans along my journey with magical, miraculous, painful, powerful, life-changing, life-giving stories. Champagne and Pussy is about these stories. The sex, the spirituality, the culture that weaves in and out of it all, and how it moves us. Hello and welcome back. My name is Cher and this is Champagne and Pussy. Today I'm going to be doing a little interview, a little conversation with a good friend of mine who is an energy worker. His name is John, also known as a mountain elf, also known as a biofield tuner, ghostbuster. He is an energy worker that does natural magic. And if you want to learn more about him, you can check out my website and there he'll be there on the episode guide or you can go straight to his Instagram at Mountain Elf Energy. So, without further ado, here is my mystical friend John. All right, John. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. And I'm just going to get started with the whole reason I wanted to talk to you. What is biofield tuning? Biofield tuning is a sound therapy technique. It's, I guess it's fairly new. Um, there's a woman by the name of Eileen Day McCusick who pioneered it. And it seems to sort of come into you know, sort of come into knowledge in the past maybe four or five years on a big scale. A lot of people are picking it up and you use tuning forks um, to sort of comb through the uh, chakras, auras to try to clean up past trauma. And, uh, you know, I've started to use it for some other weird things and whatnot. But that's basically it. You just um, you use tuning forks and you fix people's chakras with it. And cool. With, with the past, you fix their past. And uh, I mean, you've done a few sessions on me and I loved it. It was cool. It was a little bit felt a little mystical in moments. I felt different. I felt things come up, but uh, I only have experience with my own body. And I'd love to know more about what you've kind of come across along the way. But first of all, how did you even get into biofield tuning? I have this strange thing in my life where podcasts whisper at me from afar and they guide me. <laughs> so years ago, uh, maybe two or three years ago, I heard her speaking on a podcast and I thought it was just so interesting and sounded super logical. And I just knew, I was like, oh, this is, it, it was important. And then I didn't do anything about it. <laughs> I just lived my life for a little while. And I heard her again and I was like, no, this is it. I have to do something about this. So I found somebody in town that did tunings. And I, after my first tuning, I had a lot of really profound stuff happen to me, much like with you know folks that come see me. And, uh, it really turned a lot of things in my life over. And yeah, I was just compelled to buy the forks and learn. 
and I did. Cool. Mm. How long ago was that? I bought the forks in the fall of 2020. Cool. Yeah, I so saw like just over a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the my, my practitioner in the summer. And then I had a bunch of strange stuff happen with four-leaf clovers and manifestation and stuff like that. So Tell me about that. Uh, so, yeah, you may know, um, I guess, a, a component of what I like to tout what I do is I call it natural magic. And uh, part of my awakening process was sort of a, finding a lot of four-leaf clovers and having that make a lot of spiritual sense along the way. So um, uh, there's, so many, there's so many things to say about how clovers went. But when, after I saw um, the... the biofield practitioner, biofield tuner that I saw, um, I started to pull like profane numbers. Like I found like 142 in a day and I started to really harness that whole thing. And, and I remember seeing that and going, what, how's he doing this? Like I have never found a four leaf clover. Yeah, it was strange. I mean, I, I really, um, I have to sort of, I can't talk about this story without talking about guidance and connecting with guides and, um, yeah, it all started by me asking for them, and that was the beginning of my journey. September 25th, 2019, I asked for my first one because I listened to Jessa Reed on a podcast, and she talked about guidance and how it functioned. So I just followed what she was saying, and uh, it led me to my first clover, and then the next day it led me to my next one, and the next day it had a little mission for me, and the next day I had, you know what I mean? So the clovers, do they, you communicate with them, you kind of say like, hey... Yeah. I think you're cool. Show me, show yourself to me. Yeah, I mean, I like to say that clover are chill and nice, like as a community of, of uh, plant beings. I mean, at this point, I'm talking to all kinds of trees and like weird stuff is going on. So, but I started, you know, I learned along the way by starting to talk to the spirit of four leaf clovers or spirit of clover, I should say. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, nowadays I'm just hanging out with them and we just kind of have an ongoing friendly relationship so I can pull them just about anywhere. You know, it just seems like I'm just saying hello to my friends and they're saying hi back. Um, but I went through all kinds of ups and downs and uh, trying to figure it out and trying to, you know, force my way through understanding manifestation and then learning the hard way about how soft it is and how casual it is. Because it really is, it's, you know, we, we think it's something that you're going to harness power and use your, use your will in a way, but my experience has been the softer, softer I am. Yeah. That's when things come. Yeah. I mean, I guess I should, you know, from a manifestational standpoint, I do really employ what I think is man like masculine manifestation. Like those, the masculine manifestation is go out and get it. And then, you know, like you're like, I'm going to get this parking spot. If that makes sense. You know, oh, like I do a, that all that, the time. That old yeah. trope. But there's also like the feminine style, which is like you lay in bed and fantasize what it is the next day. No. I don't really do that for Clover. Um, but that's sort of like, that's sort of how I started to understand manifesting was that way I was like oh yeah I'm just gonna, I'm gonna find them I'm just gonna go out and they're gonna be there they're just gonna be there mm -hmm. and they are thankfully do they ever have any uh, big beautiful messages for you often uh, I mean yeah it's strange you know when you connect to to plants and spirits natural spirits if you know like I think a lot of people who share this experience there's all kinds of stuff they'll get you into. It's a personal journey. Uh, you know, I quest through those guys and I get everything from, you know, they pump me up and they give me shit and all kinds of things can happen. It sounds insane, but it's really, <laughs> it's guided me through so many things now that I have to depend on it. They're just your buds. They really are. Sometimes they help you out. Sometimes they give you shit. Yeah. And, you know, they're also 
just great guides you know that's a really great aspect of guidance and yeah I love that I would say I'm fairly beginning to talk to trees and more than anything they just kind of give me a little support here and there uh, but it's exciting to to learn to communicate with the natural world yeah trees are the real deal like that's where most of my heavy lessons come from these days like i've had a lot of things explained to me accurately <laughs> i love that and you talk to more than just trees like i've heard you casually refer to yourself as a ghost buster yeah and i, I don't i try not to talk to them too much that they, they'll sometimes talk to me and i mean i guess this is where veering off of biofuel tuning sort of started to happen for me is uh you know pretty early along the way when i was doing tunings for folks you know like you know when this all started for me i started taking clients and you know just having my friends go on the table even and stuff like that i was like i want to work with chakras you know what i mean i was just like casual about that um but pretty early on you know things started happening outside of that realm and i had to really find my way through it and somehow working with tuning forks has really brought me to entity removal so uh, like while well, again, I don't try to talk to them. I kind of just try to get rid of them and get them to bail. So when you say entity removal, you mean um, like spiritual entities that have taken up sh like space in human auras in their yep. bodies. Yep. Uh, it's pretty common, I think, especially nowadays. Uh, a majority of my clients who are sensitive people uh, have some form of energetic attachment. And, you know, you know, with biofield tuning, you are really like cleaning up people's chakra auras. And uh, somehow along the way, I've just been sensitive enough to find that, you know, all kinds of things will hide in those parts of the aura. Is that something that people should be worried about? Or is it kind of a normal part of, of the human experience that energies will kind of come to us and feed off of us? I do think it's very meat and potatoes, which sounds wacky. Um, but... Uh, from dealing with it in such a capacity that I have, I, I really do believe that it's kind of a, you know, there's an as above, so below aspect to it. And it's reflective in the material world as it is reflective in the spiritual world. So, yeah, I mean, it's just balance. It's just either being out of balance or being vulnerable or anything like that. It'll just be reflective of that. You know, often, like, you know, like, you know, sort of social tropes and stuff, you know, talk about, you know, ghosts and demons and stuff being super severe all the time if you watch a horror movie it's like you know blood's running down the walls and whatnot but you know in majority with the folks that i deal with it's you know it's energy loss or it's just emotional blockage or you know just strange little things that keep us from being ourselves that have a certain amount of their own they're their own life force they're just not embodied and kind of like how you know we've got uh, microbes on our bodies parasites things like that that feed off of us great example and yeah they're, they're parasitic mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and i think that's you know sort of i've come to discover how the nature of good and evil and all these things work you know like obviously i you know i work with angels as well and like that's a very that's a consent based and you know very friendly process and they you know they respect lots of the laws of how things work and they're not going to get in you and make you do terrible things Whereas, you know, darker attachments will be in there making you do all kinds of terrible things and have bad decisions and think poorly of yourself and talk poorly to yourself and be tired and be disconnected from everything. Wow. I mean, you know, I, I grew up kind of hearing stories about that kind of stuff with a Hindu family. There's a lot of superstition and fear around it. And as a former Catholic as well, there's an awareness of 
you know, the devil and demons and their influence on us, but I kind of always thought of it as, oh, that's not really real, or those are just stories, and I'll be okay. Um, and now that I'm more spiritually sensitive, I can feel the energy in a room, for example, or the energy in on a place of, piece of land, or in a space, or in a person. Um, and it can be a little spooky sometimes. So I feel really grateful to have worked with some energy healers like yourself, but for those people who, you know, maybe they haven't seen an energy healer yet, what can we do in our lives to bring balance um, aside from actually going to an energy healer or, or a psychic or someone who does this work? I mean, because I work with the chakra body, there's, you know, there's several different aspects that I would have to speak to for that. And I mean, you know, it can be anything from, you know, just you know, having balanced sacral energy or not trying not to be too angry or, you know, not being too sad all the time, all these types of things in a natural way. I mean, I was a super complicated way to actually get through this thing, depending on the circumstances. But, you know, balance really is about sitting in the middle of your of your you know, chakral aspects that can become imbalanced. That's, you know, that's my logic to it. And obviously, like all kinds of different denominations will have different, you know, concepts and paths to how that all works. Um, but for me, it is very much chakra simply because I'm finding them in the chakra and I'm working on a yin yang system. And, you know, like the biofield tuning methodology has a certain map that talks about what aspects of the body take care of which, like the solar plexus will have to do with your drive and your anger, or, you know, your hopelessness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it's addressed in there, that's the kind of stuff where balance lies. And I think it could be incredibly difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty rare that I find someone who's, you know, in balance and, you know, so. But it has happened. Sure. Yeah, sure. Somebody's mom came to me one time and she was like really devout. And there's just, you know, she had standard little, you know, little areas to clean up and whatnot. But I had to ask her, I was like, you're probably like devout in some capacity. And yeah. Of course she was. Right? Was she practicing a particular religion? Yeah, she's Christian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But she's just really good. You know, she's just really well behaved and like, and I guess, you know, had a, had a, a solid enough relationship with her faith that. She was in balance. It was awesome. I love that. Yeah. And uh, speaking to chakras, I noticed on your bookshelf you have the bo the book Eastern. Um, what's it called? Eastern body. Yeah. What, Western, Western mind. body. Eastern mind. Or, or yeah. yeah you're Eastern right. body. Yeah, Western mind. Yeah. I screwed that up. Yeah. Uh, that has been kind of my introduction to the chakra systems, and I find it super helpful because it kind of lays out like this chakra deals with these things, and this is how you can be out of balance, and what you can do to bring yourself back into balance. Yeah. Did that book play a role in your understanding? You know, honestly, not yet. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I I picked up that book because, and it is obviously like, it's a really popular book and, you know, like a lot of people use it and it's helped a lot of people. But I ended up coming to that book because uh, I was in the Woo bookstore uh, and I was asking the guy, I was like, I need something that breaks down the energy body like really really specifically like i need the toes and i need the elbows and i need these little spots and, he, and we like sort of ran around for the, the bookstore for a little while trying to find something in there and he was like this is probably your best bet at the end of the day and i was like, ah you know i heard about it so mm -hmm. I, it, it, it's one of those ones i haven't really read through yet but i, I poked through and I, I like it i find it really simple straight to the point um so if you didn't learn from that book where did you learn uh like the the biofield tuning when you know like they Eileen Day McCusick wrote a book about it and you can go through the basics and and you know prior to that like you know I'd been working with chakras and 
and you know my mentor taught me all kinds of things you know both as a client and as a student um, just about how the energy body works and so it's kind of been like a, a thing that built and then once I started getting into doing you know like once you start to see clients on a regular basis you really can taste like you know sort of like the logic behind how it's functioning and so it's been kind of a combination of those types of things. Yeah, and you learn as you do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the best teacher is just getting in there and just, you know, feeling it all. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first time you uh, experienced finding an entity that needed removing? Oh, I certainly do. Um, and it's too bad because the guy, he was, a, you know, a friend of mine and, uh, you know, circumstances, maybe these circumstances kind of like strained our relationship, but... You know, he was just a fella I knew, just a fella. And, you know, he wasn't super spiritual or anything like that. And I was like, come on over and I'll do your chakras, right? You know, it was just, you know, I needed people, I needed victims. <laughs> so he agreed and, uh, and yeah, it was really strange. I just, I guess, you know, like, uh, there's a lot of context that I should give to how this works, but um, I was rolling through the chakra. I can't, you know, just like the root or something like that, like an early session. And also I just lit up, like I lit up like a Christmas tree. And I was familiar with that process because, uh, you know, I, I've been, you know, working with Archangel, Archangel <laughs> Michael for quite some time. And What do you mean lit up? Like I just tingle in, in my body and like all my hairs would stand on end and I would feel it in my body. And there's a positive and a negative to that. Like there's, there's, a, there's a nice tingle and there's like a uh-oh tingle. And... Um, yeah, I've had strange experiences, especially since I started working with Michael along the way of both sides. But I was, you know, it, it caught me off guard. And Michael the Archangel. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I just knew it in the moment that something was off. And I didn't know how to identify it first. And my, you know, my associate on the table was like, oh, having the standard hard time that people have when we're working together in that situation. Like it'll, you know, really knock around in your body or pull or push or, you know, and do all the kinds of terrible things to the, to the individual on the table. And I just started asking questions and started, you know, like feeling my own self as to what it was. Mm -hmm. And then I started fighting with it and I didn't get it. And he's like the only person of which I've ever seen since that, uh, that I, I haven't gotten it out. And I, I wrote, I reached out to him maybe a few months ago and I was like, man, you're like the only person who I never got that ghost out of, and I would love to. And he was, he kind of dodged that, and we haven't you, talked since. You think so. he's uh, skeptical or? Yeah, yeah, again, he's a really normal fella. He's just like a friend of mine, and he's not really like into the, the stuff too deep. So mm -hmm. I think he probably just thought I was a crazy person. Yeah, and he probably, you know, if he's not concerned, he probably doesn't leave it to there or doesn't, isn't concerned either way. I mean, I don't know. I think the guy's in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it all makes sense to me, but you know, I can't, I can't force anything and everything for a reason. Is that kind of, you mentioned as above, so is below. Yes. Um, how does that relate to, to entities living well, in people? Because I, I, I guess, you know, like if you look at it, I kind of think of it as bandwidth and f for some, you know, for the standard, you know, for the standard human living a standard human life, I feel like they have a very small aspect of bandwidth. And it's the material world and they trust it to a certain degree and you know that really shapes the world around them um but then as you broaden your bandwidth and you start to see the invisible and work with the invisible you can see that there's things there's aspects of things that are reflective of what's actually happening you know disease isn't just a random thing um it definitely has an energy behind it 
And sometimes that energy is conscious. And sometimes that energy wants that to happen, you know? As in that, en- yeah, that energy has a consciousness of its own. Certainly. Mm-hmm. And it knows what it's doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's feeding. Terrifying. Uh, again, meat and potatoes, I think. Right? <laughs> I mean, this is normal, normal day for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's really, it's, it has been comforting for me to see it enough times that I can depend on it. Because it gives me faith that so many things that, that having that small slice of bandwidth would look at being uh, impossible or terrible, it's all resolvable, you know, mm-hmm. like there really is a world of possibility in behind that. So my next thought, next question is, you want to share a story of an entity that you found, got out, and how it impacted the person's life afterwards. Oh man, I mean... Oh, I know you've got a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, like how to pick one. Uh, it Never a situation, I don't think, of which it doesn't make a profound positive effect for the individual. Mm-hmm. I've had individuals come to me, they've been referred to me because they were diagnosed with schizophrenia and they literally got that under control afterwards. Wow. And it totally makes sense. Like, that's exactly what's happening. There's a voice inside that's... Not help. you. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, again, if you have that small bandwidth, if you're looking at it from a, like a material standpoint or from like an allopathic thing, you know, like, it's a it's a... You're doomed, mm. you know, and we got it out. Because, I mean, allopathically, we're just talking drugs. That's it. Yeah. And, and you know, therapy, and that's about it. And, I mean, like, I can't, I can't tout myself as someone who can solve all problems, and I don't think anyone should avoid the Western medical world if they believe it to be valid. Yeah. You know, everyone has to take their own path, but that's just been my experience. It's just simply what's happened. I remember um, back when I was practicing Catholicism, uh, I was lucky enough to engage with some exorcists. And um, what they would often say is, a crazy person doesn't know they're crazy, but a possessed person knows that something is there that is not them. Certainly. They're aware of it. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. And I think that the unseen is really, you know, the unseen is the nature of how these problems persist for sure. And having that awareness of it is a is an advantage to the individual in some capacity, but not everybody has the tools, and you know it's you know it's a journey. Yeah, and you know I think it's uh, it's fair to say that those who do have the tools or have the sensitivity to do this kind of work are often pushed into the shadows of society because it's it's not thought to be. Um, oh, it's super weird, yeah. It's super weird, first of all. Yeah. And, and it, you know, a lot of people can think it's dangerous, you know? Yeah. Especially Western Western thinkers or Western medical thinkers. Uh, yeah, don't it's want irresponsible. People... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's not like you can get insurance for bio field tuning. I mean, I'm sure someone could. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like a grubby energy worker, so working my way up to that. I suppose, <laughs> you know, it's probably handy somewhere, but... I usually have like a personal relationship in some capacity with the people that I work with, so I don't have to worry about that quite yet. Yeah. But I, I mean, I respect that, and I mean, who am I to, you know, to say that anything, anything that anyone's concerned about is invalid if it's, you know, they'll make it so if it's valid to them. So, um, but I can just sort of follow what I can trust and what I've seen, and you know, at the same time, I think it's you know important to note that like it's not just a janitorial service like like you can't just remove something from someone and then their life is amazing like it gives them the opportunity it's the cal- it's the catalyst for balance and you know if uh, if i knock something out of somebody and they go home and just go back to the crappy habits 
It'll come it's, back. it's just asking for it, yeah, because yeah. you're open, you're leaving yourself open with vulnerability. Totally. But you know, you have that opportunity to make that change and feel a little bit different and look at things differently. And mm-hmm. That's where the responsibility comes in for the individual, yeah. Absolutely. I can speak from my experience and a couple of friends I know that have seen you that after doing some of the work, like illuminations, things come to definitely clarity that yeah. weren't clear before, things kind of start to click into place and that thing that was maybe hard to do that you were struggling with emotionally or whatever, all of a sudden you can just do it because something has clicked into place. And that's what I mean about the nature of the unseen. I mean, like things that you just, you, you can't smell or taste or touch them and they're just in there mm-hmm. on your back. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of that, I think. And beauty of sound healing and energy work. You know? Totally. It's yeah. great. It's amazing. Um, I used to really fear these things, not because I thought they weren't real, although I was skeptical, but because I did think it was real. Sure. And one of my big concerns that I was raised to believe by my Hindu and Catholic family was um, it's not that that can't be possible, but where are they getting their power from? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Catholics will often say like that it could be the devil that's giving you this ability. And the way that I've kind of uh, dealt with that question in my mind is um, I go where feels good. Mm-hmm. I trust my gut mm-hmm. and trust people that I feel good with. And if I don't feel good with someone even for a second, I, I listen to that mm-hmm. and often I'll say prayers of protection, whether it's St. Michael or Mary or even just my ancestors, whatever feels right. Sure. Do you have any advice for people who are maybe interested in energy healing or uh, biofield tuning, but they're whether they're skeptical or they're scared? Do you have advice for people? Who want to start like getting energy work done on them? Maybe just kind of the listener just, just, who might just be like, this is interesting, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, ultimately in our heart, like we understand what good and evil is. And I do believe that there is evil and I do combat with that stuff all the time. So yes, no, it's, um, you have to self audit, you have to discern and you have to come with a clear, open heart. And like, there just is an element of personal responsibility within that. And it's, we can't hand ourselves off to somebody else. We have to be aware and we have to be actively engaged with it. And know what our what, what we want, and you know, like, yeah. If it, I, I can't come, I can't go into any session with like a personal desire for that, aside from just you know doing good for the individual and whatever those terms are. And the minute I start getting an idea in that in my head, I'm probably going down the wrong road. So th- that's kind of like the flavor of it. I mean, I can't deny that like this experience is really like. It's really fortified that I do believe that there is an Abrahamic sort of, you know, call it Christian aspect to what these things are functioning as in some capacity. And I can't deny that there's certain aspects of Buddhism or Hinduism that include how these things work, that it's all there. It's all included. And so it's all true. Everything's true. But most things have been shrouded and humans have gotten in the way and darkness has gotten in the way. And it's it's a riddle, you know, like that's the beautiful part. (laughs) Like that's the best part is that, you know, it's not just, you can't just hand it over to something or someone and then be done with it. It continues. Yeah. You have to really, you have to really massage your understanding of things to truth and fall on your face and learn the lesson and stay good and stay pure and stay open. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the most, you know, that's the most I can say. And, you know, I've found in my life that, Sometimes you just need to have that stuff fall apart so that you learn something. 
totally. Right. The lows, the the rock bottom moments. Yeah, everything makes sense, you know, if you if you give it some time and let let it sort of cleanse you. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. And uh, another question I have is obviously you felt drawn to this work it wasn't your day job to start it wasn't you know a career to pay the bills you felt divinely called to it um what's the story there and and um what do you hope uh i guess what's how did i word this what positivity are you hoping to bring to the world how are you hoping to transform the world through your work so, I mean, I guess I've always been a weirdo uh, in some capacity. I was like a sensitive little kid and, and always sort of had my little challenges along the way, trying to find my way between the material world and being my sensitive self. And, um, and you know, I guess that's the foundational stuff behind where I ended up. But, you know, really, I had to completely lose perspective on everything and get terribly, mysteriously ill and just to have that shake me up far enough that I had to relearn everything. And, you know, when I thought I was going to die, I, you know, I, I started going to church, you know, I really, as we often do, we look, that's when we say, Hey, who, what else is out there? The crisis really brings you around to what's important. And I look back on those times and like, they were very important lessons for me. And, you know, I was in a particular position where, you know, the Western medical system just couldn't help me. They didn't know what to do with me. And, you know, like I have a lot of perspective on what was going on for me now. Yeah, now you get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I really, you know, it really sent me down a road that I had to figure out all these little things about the, myself and the world around me. And and once I, you know, I don't know, I, I met Mackie and, you know, like she was really a mentor for me. And she really helped me understand who I was and what my role was. Because mm-hmm. I'd always sort of like had an inkling. Like I said, I've always been a little bit weird. But, you know, she helped me understand a whole bunch of things about who I was and what I was supposed to do in that respect. And I dove in after that and it felt like home. And it is home for me now. Like I'm so fulfilled doing this work. It's like, man, I've like cried tears of joy. Like just I've had so many positive experiences with people and like, it's the most valuable and worthwhile thing when you can, you know, when you can help somebody, right? Like really help somebody. And like, oh, it can be so difficult with some of these things. And I relate because I went through it for so many years. So like really like, you know, I guess to answer that second part, that's what I want to bring. Like, you know, I just want to keep being that positive force and, and just doing that. Just that's all I need to do. That's it. Yeah. If I can just do that chip, chip, chip away. Just help people with your gifts. Just bring in balance. Yeah. If I can bring balance, then I, I feel good about what I'm doing. Hell yeah. I love that. Uh, do you want to share what insights you now realize about what you were going through when your health had declined prior to coming towards all of this? Yeah. I mean, I got monstrously ill um, and, you know, my, like my organs were shutting down. I mean, like it was a terrifying time. Totally mysterious. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, I, did, ideas of what it could be. I, I did stress and drink and hate myself into absolute oblivion, so I get it. As we do. Yeah, but, like, you know, when it came down to diagnosing it or whatever, like, you know, I ended up with, like, a, you know, candida and, like, you know, all these kind of things that, like, still Western medicine doesn't really have a good handle on. And at that time, like, you know, like, 10 years ago, it was, you know, even, even more in the dark, right? So... 
I totally understand what was going on for me because I wasn't, I was, I, you know, I, I guess in a sense I kind of wanted to die, you know, at times. And Did you know that though? Did you know that you were feeling that way or were you kind of just lost in the game of life? Yeah, I was pretty lost. I knew I was unhappy and I knew that I was, you know, like I knew I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I didn't know how anything was going to work out and I was really like not treating myself right. And so, uh, I, there's no way I, could, I, I, I and never would have met made Mackie. it out. Yeah, because that is really this. That's the perfect time for someone to meet Mackie. Mackie's an energy healer that we both know. Yeah, and she's amazing at meeting people who, quite simply, don't love themselves. Yeah, and helping us figure out who we are and loving who we are as we are, and then you know from there you find your own power. Sure, I, I was lucky to meet her on my upswing. So like I I spared her a couple of really like unfortunate years and I had to like I had to just sort of like again like you know just sort of build step by step by step and like figure out my body and then figure out just faith and all these types of things. And when I met her, I mean I was just I just started getting into like the Wim Hof method and breath work. So I was ready to really hear what she was doing and what she was saying. Cool. Cuz if I, you know, if it had if she had come to me when I was, you know, a year in, I I, I wouldn't have probably known what to do with it because mm-hmm. I wasn't awake at all. So, um, yeah, she caught me at the perfect time, and I really needed that catalyst, you know. Would you say she helped you see um, the truth in you? Oh, second session, she was like, you're not just here to get healing off me, you know. And, like, I'll never forget those words. I'll Did you know forget. what they meant at the time? Sure. What did, how did it feel? What did you know about yourself in that moment? Um, it just woke me up to know that I, I am a sensitive person and that there's a purpose to it. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, it wasn't a detriment. No, not at all. Yeah. It's, it's the, the source of all of your magic. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, like the feminine, like that, the, the receiving, the feeling is how everything great gets done. Yeah. I love that. Anything else? Well, I mean, geez. I mean, there's lots more. Yeah. <laughs> I, there are so many moments I wanted to just, you know, go into something you touched on. Yeah. But I think this was a good start. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me. And uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it with, you know, it's a great conversation. And there's so many great people that know and you know, hear the whispers and mm-hmm. and see what's going on. And I could talk about this all day, every day. Hell yeah. And yeah. we will. We'll talk about it again for sure. We'll get into some more stories. Um, and I love it. This is how we all help each other through the journey, sharing stories. Champagne and pussy. Hell yeah. <laughs>